are watching a master at work. Welcome to the Casuals Podcast, part of the 10PS Seniors Network. This is a rebrand. We have new microphones. We have a new way to record these podcasts. It's not going to sound like trash. Um, the other times we recorded a basketball podcast. And the reason we chose the Casuals name because of your um, many submissions. You know, thank you to everyone who listens. Y'all ain't this. Y'all ain't this. Y'all ain't this shit. Like, stop it. Stop it. So. We had this discussion on naming his podcast, um, went back and forth, and we even found documents where we had a bunch of possible names um, for the podcast related to basketball. One of them was Road Games, um, which we, you know, put on the bench. But after Kevin Durant tweeted, because you were casual, um, in relation to a basketball discussion on Kyrie Irving... I myself said, this is the name of the podcast. Because there's no greater insult to people than to call them a casual when it comes to sports discussion. And we are going to have like a brief talk on how we got here, how everyone has to be an expert, or you can't have a take on that's, basketball at all. Why? But that's the, that's the strangest thing to me, because I believe the only people that aren't casuals are the people that get paid to inundate themselves in every aspect of the knowledge in this. I think the more that people have easy access to anal- analysis to stats to any form of knowledge gathering the more people have access to that i think it's caused them to have an overinflated sense of what they know about this game because the average person on the street honestly thinks that they know just as much as the person sitting in the front office putting a team together because they build it on espn fantasy or something Amen. so in a sense and we are including ourselves yeah as no well. no abs- <laughs> abs- discussion. absolutely like my day is ridiculously busy. I can't be doing all but basketball ain't even the only podcast I do. I gotta be up on so many different things. So <laughs> in a sense, I feel like the name is applicable because we're all casuals. Even the ones calling yeah. people casuals, we're all casuals because y'all don't get paid to put everything behind this to do this. We're all casuals. Because it's a logical fallacy, right? And we're not gonna get into like political um, discussions or vaccine discussions on here, but it's whenever people have a little bit of information, they think they have become an expert on it and they know better than people who have been doing it their entire lives. And in the same way, like you could listen to a bunch of basketball podcasts, you could watch YouTube highlights, check the box score, watch a couple of games, but you will never know uh, as much as someone who is day to day into it. And I think like part of what social media has done is it's made those people who are into day to day um closer to the people who are fans and then the people who are fans are telling some of the experts like hey you're an idiot or your take is wrong or you have a and sometimes this is true sometimes themselves they have a bias and then that bias gets conflated with their take or their point of view and then people just enjoy being right and then of course the social media so people argue back and forth and what is a pejorative people just slang around in this term when it comes to sports or anything else they call that person a casual but you got to embrace that yeah that's what we're saying you got to embrace the idea of you being a casual bro I'm, I'm good with being a casual like imagine me trying to think i know as much about negotiating the salary cap as the person in the heat's front office that's that that's their job to do Imagine me thinking yeah. that I have, like, I even belong in a conversation with that guy. Fuck no. Yeah. I, I'm a casual. Exactly. That's fine. Doesn't mean, yeah. doesn't, mean exactly. I, doesn't mean I don't love it. Doesn't mean I can't follow it. Doesn't mean you can't have opinions on it. 
because that's the nature of what we're doing here. We're gas bagging behind microphones. So let's go. So I think like that's the basic premise for it. And we'll get into it more as this uh, podcast goes along. So as t- in terms of like the casual updates, we want to give people of like what's going on in the in the NBA season week to week. The first thing that I had on the list um, to talk about was the idea of, and I'm saying this in air quotes, fighting in the NBA. And it's also connected to our second topic because the way media reacts to NBA players lightly shoving each other is crazy. Really. <laughs> they then call it a fight or an altercation or um, just a little tussle. I think I... Again, because I'm a casual, I don't remember the exact game. But if I went on YouTube just to search what happened when a player got a technical foul. And he pointed at someone aggressively. And last week, we had the Rudy Gobert-Miles uh, Turner um, hugging match. And then we had the Jokic and the so Morris, the Miles and the Morris pushing so back and forth. And I wanted to lump it all together in terms of NBA fighting and the great quote from the great Lonzo Ball about like, hey, ain't nobody going to fight in the NBA. What y'all doing? Y'all know someone is going to break it up. Yeah. Until someone does. Yeah, but I, okay, with, I feel like Go. the, the, Jok- the Jokic <laughs> one, the Jokic one was different because I feel like mm-hmm. even within NBA circles, you know who not to try. There was no shoving back yeah. and forth. If you notice, all the Heat players just ran up to him and it was more like a, hey man. Hey, man, kind of thing. Like, nobody even attempted to shove him back. It wasn't no I'm protecting my guy. Specifically Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, who was dead at dare in the headlights and then missed every big fourth quarter shot for the next two games see, after that. See, no, it, uh, people put a lot of it on Tyler Hero, but it wasn't nobody else on the Heat roster that was no, trying to get you are completely any, that right. was trying to get even any Bam, of that. Bam, Bam did the hey, man, lightly touch. Because Bam got there the same time as Tyler Hero, but it was like a hey, man, like... That's different than what happened with with uh with Rudy and with Miles Turner. Even when Jokic got in, look, Bam Adebayo is what six nine two sixty. Yeah, yeah, he's a menacing. Look like he's a menacing character. Yes. He's a menacing character. And then he walk up next to Jokic and is like, "Aye, aye, okay, aye, right." Okay. All right. right. And then we saw Jimmy Butler be very, very vocal about all the things that he wanted to do once but everyone was safely Jimmy to the Butler sidelines. really from Nassau though. <laughs> Like, the way he approaches fights is tremendous. No. Like, enough distance. And I forget who it is. Say, loud as a motorbike. Oh, Jay-Z that wouldn't was bust a grape in a fruit fight. Right. Yeah. So, he had all... But that, that, goes, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, I think even within NBA circles, you understand, yes, it's people I can get away with this shit with, and then it's people I can't. So, I know where to go, and I know where not to go. But uh, I think there's always this nostalgic tone whenever people talk about the 90s nba and the way things used to be and you know it's very it's very typical now to call players soft right and to compare the toughness of the player now to the player back then when the nba itself has legislated all of that stuff out of the game like the penalties for you getting into anything are so harsh right now that it's not even worth it. These dudes are being smart with their wallets. Like, what am I doing that for? To appease you sitting on this? To appease the casuals? So, so two things. <laughs> great, great use. So two things, right? One is that that is a, a pejorative put on like almost all millennials. Yeah. Not even just millennials, but also Gen Z is that it's a soft generation of people. 
um, and, and it, those goes into discussions with those that kind of take comes up in discussions of mental health as well is that the idea of being soft and that the idea that's it's seeped into sports and sports is also soft as a result and then you have like a a pushback right so pat riley and his teams from new york in the early to mid 90s were known as like they were the, the natural successor to the bad boy Pistons. And uh, this Heat team is trying to embrace the idea that they're the toughest team in the NBA. So that's the only reason Morris would take a foul like that on Jokic late in the game when you get hand, your ass handed to you from the Nuggets. So he's trying to send a message. And Jokic is aware of that. It's, this is a, the, the idea of like a bunch of people um, communicating to each other directly without words the heat are trying to communicate something to the entire league and so is Jokic. and then that incident is just the catalyst for that they'd be like yo don't fuck with me don't fuck with me either that's kind of like all it is but no one can come out in the media and say it Jokic will use uh, coded language like yo i gotta protect myself or then people go back and forth calling the other guy dirty for whatever reason right and all of that is the same symptom of People have this idea that the league is soft, but we won't be the soft one. We will be the team who is going to intimidate people. And Rudy Gobert and the Miles Turner thing, people try Rudy Gobert all the time. And Miles Turner is like, fuck this nigga, he's soft. And Rudy Gobert is doing the same thing. Like, I must stand up by myself, for myself, by hugging Miles Turner aggressively. That's the most aggressive hug I think I've ever seen. But they both did it. It was, like, halfway aggressive hugs and, like, turning each other at 180 degrees. And it was it was just very... Yeah. It was, it was very weird. Like, two... It's primary school fighting. Two seven-footers. Primary school fighting for people who don't want to fight. I also realized that two seven-footers can't fight. Like, they, they can't yeah. wrestle. If two seven-footers fight, it has to be just strictly striking. Like, you got to just throw punches like that. But that is an example of two dudes thinking to themselves, hey, no matter how upset I am, I ain't trying to get fined. Because for who, for what? Yeah. Like, what am I doing it for? For who, for what? For y'all? To prove a point to... For y'all to think I tough or to say I'm all back alley. Yeah, like... Uh, like, with Levitar, Demons bring it, like, all back alley. But yeah. when was the last time that actually translated to the court? Because if you threw a punch on an NBA court and you open someone up, like, you, like a cut happened or that person is knocked out, do you know how many games you would get suspended for this is what I'm saying. if that happened? It's all been legislated out. So you have an entire generation. The generation before grew up thinking that that was okay. That's a part of the game. And by the way, if you think that shit was so great, please. That's because they couldn't shoot. Please, please go back and look at the scores of those games. And you tell me if that's an exciting brand of basketball that you want to watch. Because I rewatch yeah. a lot of old Pacers Pistons games from the, from the early 2000s. And in the fourth quarter, those scores was like 71-68, like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Go look at that block that Tayshaun Prince had on Reggie Miller. I swear they was barely scraping 60 points. You know what I mean? So is that what you really want to watch? Is that what you are coming to basketball for? Because the NBA saw that this is not marketable. This is not what we want to sell. No, so all of is, that is it, a part right. of it. It's, it's not... It's not marketable in a broad sense, but I'm not going to lie. Some of them rock fight games was entertaining because <laughs> it, it, it would ratchet up the tension. But I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a rock fight game um, that but because the league is so skilled now, it didn't appear like that. Like game seven Bucks Nets was very rock fight yeah. towards the end of that yeah. game. A bunch of missed shots and it ratcheted up the tension and it made every made shot like seem like that was the game winner. But I 100% understand what you mean. And that segues into our next thing is like what people might not be thinking about right now 
Well, they probably are if they, like you said, they're casual and they listen to like NBA podcasts or heard like one Stephen A. Sentiment uh, segment. Whereas people talking about the fouls and the the change in the, oh, the way that know. people call fouls, right? So th- that change was mainly made because of people like um, Trey Young and James Harden. And it should have that, you know, like when they pass legislation in the States and the legislation is named, named after, after the two person, people like yeah. Harvey and Oxley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. McCain, fine goal. It should be the Harden Young um, foul calls, right? But that was one of the changes they made. But now they are letting people, um, they're letting people, I think, have more contact in the NBA because they want to bring uh, some aspect of that. And maybe that's the reason where we see like more, quote unquote, tension on the court or more shoving matches because... If something was a foul before, now you allowed to like hit people a little extra and not get the call. Maybe like people are are saying that I should get away with that. And like the refs are very sensitive, man. The refs are very sensitive now. I saw Ubre get thrown out in the Hornets uh, Warriors game last night, and I rewound it because I thought like that Ubre did something. No, he egregious. did not. not All he did thing. was like say. Hey, man, that guy pushed me to the ref, pointed at him, and got teed up and thrown out the game. And I was happy the Hornets won that because I thought that was bullshit. And it was a, it was breaking news. Like, you got that alert on ESPN in the middle of the night. And I was like, what what the hell are we doing? So th- th- it goes back to what I'm saying, though. You have an entire generation yeah. of dudes raised on knowing that these are the consequences. So how do you expect them to act out? There's no way they can have the same approach and the same mindset of the game two generations before I because they raise knowing yeah. that the game is going to be called this way. And to the foul thing, to me, it's, I, I, I like the idea of putting James Harden and Trey Young's name on it. Because it just seems so personal. And the worst part about the discourse around this, to me, has been the fact that the casuals have been saying that they don't even think James Harden is good at basketball. You have casuals out there that believe... You can't say that for all casuals. No, you, not you all casuals. lump us all They're, into the same... But you, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But you know there's a segment of casuals that have been saying that his entire career is now you know fraudulent. Now? And cause it's because he's been that's, averaging that is, 18. That's part of their agenda. That's part of their agenda. Uh, We're going to get to agendas later. But that's because that's part of their agenda. And then they have to reinforce that. I enjoyed, for instance... Um, because I box score watched this. When I saw James Harden had 39, I was happy about that. It was like, huh, y'all let fat boy get 39 on you. Wait until he get in shape. His, that was my reaction. His great games mean so much more to me. And it's because I know yes. I know he's also playing with the seething anger resentment of fuck Kyrie Irving every single day. I don't care. Yeah. What, I know he hates Kyrie Irving. I know that. But now, to the foul thing, I, I love what the NBA did. And if Harden and Young get less calls for that, I think that's okay because I think they're both really great at basketball yeah. and will score regardless. And they just didn't need to do the, the trickery shit they were doing. And if it's becoming more physical, it's good that they're doing this right now early in the season. So by the time we get to yeah. the playoffs, everyone will adjust. So when people go in and get a little contact on a layup, they won't be screaming for a call the same way because they would have had 82 games of that shit. So I think like... That's good, and it makes for, I think, more competitive basketball, better basketball. Like, when I saw Dame Lillard um, talking about the calls, I wanted to be like, dog, that's not why you're playing this poorly. You are in a shooting slump. Sometimes you just got to embrace that you're in a slump. You're going to shoot bad. Steph shot like shit last night. The whole Warrior team was 9 for 38 from 3. Sometimes it happens. It's, what's, what's this now, like? 12 games in, it's yeah. 15% of the season done. 
you're good. You will recover from that, yeah. but you can't be thinking that it's because of the refs or because of the ball. Like Paul George complained about the ball and then went on to have like eight great games in a row. I mean, like, shut up, dog. Just wait. You're gonna be good. You're good enough at this. No, but last time they complained about the ball at work, though. So I can't. I can't yeah. say. I can't say that they shouldn't do it, but. But that was more widespread. Like, it's a that lot was. of people. Like Miles Bridges seems very fine with this. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that was. He seems okay. But I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I have mixed reactions to it because I see it as players like Harden and Young. All they did was find a way to exploit the market. They, they basically found mm-hmm. a way to exploit and and get easy points. And from the time that you pick up a ball playing rec league basketball of five six years old they teach you to find the easiest point the easiest way to score like that's what you know how to do yeah. if there's a way for me to get to the free throw line whether you like it or not if there's a way for me to get there and i find a way to exploit this inefficiency i am going to continue to do that until there's a market correction so all this is the yeah, way they're calling the market it correction, is a market so correction yeah. so you just gotta yeah. they're, they're gonna figure it out i mean they are some of the best players in the league they're gonna figure it out i don't have a problem with or maybe they don't figure it out. <laughs> Are we judging this just based on them losing to the team with the best record in the league? Because if so, not a big enough sample size. Let me tell you what's the best part about being like a basketball fan this early in the season is we get to overreact to November games. No one will remember. And oh yeah, I also enjoy that no one is going to remember this, but ESPN still has to put something on TV. So they still have to go on and on about um, what are Dame struggles doing, what are what it's Harden struggles doing, how does that relate to their championship or their playoff uh, material? And I'll be honest with you, right? Because in not not even in hindsight, but people would think that Steph would be one of those players who would be um, suffering because of less fouls being called, but he is not. Steph has said he's loved this. Draymond has said that he loves this. And it's like they took two years in the wilderness um, just so they could set up this one season and that they could be back to where everyone is on the same page. And, you know, it's good to be, have the best record early in the season, but best record in the season, early this early in the season, does not equate to a championship. And people doing these, like, extrapolations is crazy to me. <laughs> but it... it- I would say I would agree with you that it doesn't mean anything if you're talking about a team that hasn't done it before, like Utah yeah, or yeah. someone like that. I think there's a yeah. different. It's you got to place it in a different context when it's you know my Utah doing. takes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the the reason why I think a lot of the the well, I don't even know if it's rule changes, but the way they officiate the game differently isn't affecting Steph as much is because his game is primarily 25 feet away from the basket. <laughs> his yeah. his game and James Harden's game was almost completely different but even the Harden thing Steph is penetrate though pause yeah but not to not to the extent that it's his game is reliant on that like everyone knows what his game is reliant on it's off the dribble it's three is this ball movement yeah he does penetrate he rebounds well but that's not where the bulk of his game is I thought Bomani had an interesting take on the Harden thing where it may just not be that they're officiating him differently like it could be all of this mileage is catching up to James Harden in this moment at this time. Like that could be a huge part of it. When you think about all yeah. the runs, all the runs he had with Houston, never missed regular season games. There was never any load ma- load management. He was the first, second, and third option of a franchise for almost a decade. 
And even though they never won championships, they still made runs in the playoffs. That's a yeah, whole lot that still of years on your body. any breaks just being the guy. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like he's LeBron putting a million, two million dollars into his body. Like, we know what James Harden does. Like, all of that could go into it, too, when you think about it. Hey, at the end of the day, James Harden getting his jersey retired in strip clubs, I think, is equitable. It's the same. I respect count. it. Hey, everybody. Top is... 75. He, James Harden is definitely in strip club 75. <laughs> Dog, some people just like being famous. Everybody ain't here for your legacy discussions of wanting to be the guy. Some people are going to live in this moment and enjoy that, and he chooses to be one of them. I mean, get it how so, you live, man. You know what? I, I like that you talk about the guy thing, because we could get that into in the pushing uh, the agenda section of it. Um, so let's, I think, like, let, let's move on to the casual thing, the, the, our next segment, because you were casual. And I know when the season started now, I'll be real with you basketball was on i was watching it i was streaming every single thing and then you know football happens you get life plans happening in the way and like as we said at the top of this podcast we are not going to pretend like we as aklo and watch every single game which i think a lot of people kind of do but they kind of like fake it it's not even feasible bro like it but like even even when you have a discussion with someone talking basketball like you know the difference between like if they watch the game you'd be like hold on a second like, you saying stuff that I see that you could gleam, but I don't know if you, you watch the game. So, I'm just going to run through, like, some of the things that I did instead of watching games. And, like, maybe I followed a game on my phone and like was like, oh, shit, Kyle Kuzma, nine rebounds again. What the fuck? Yeah. So, one of those examples is I caught up on Ted Lasso. I had never seen Ted Lasso. And now I am convinced that Ted Lasso should be the coach of the Miami Dolphins. I mean, at this point, could it hurt? At this it point, don't you hurt. just try? Don't you just try anything now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I mean, fuck any anything right now for the Dolphins and um, football season because you know part of the reason basketball says that um, the season actually starts after Christmas is because when football is on, dog, you watch football. Football is the monster. Like there's no the, football the is entire, life. You'll get that when you watch Ted Lasso. Football is life. But, the entire yeah. inside the NBA. They changing their whole format and switching from Thursdays just to avoid the worst football day. So that should tell yeah. you how much football is a yes. monster. Yeah, and I mean shit like Falcons Patriots tonight. I gotta go to this concert. So I can say that that is going to be on your list next week. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on my list. I go to Tiana Taylor concert, so then you will get a Ooh, recap nice. of Tiana Taylor in this section. But um let's see what else. Oh, cause this specifically when the Lakers played the Spurs, right? And you watch Lakers Spurs. Because that was, was a watching. horrible one o'clock slate of games. I was like, I'm and not watching, watching any of these games. I watched the NFL football. And I just like, I couldn't turn away. I, and I was checking multiple games, checking the scores, checking my fantasy team. What did football do to have a chokehold on us like this? Song? Um, What it did was it provides... And our team isn't even good. But it provides the 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 most palatable ways for people to gamble. I think football is the easiest sport for a wide cross-section of people to at least feign some type of knowledge in the sport, and you take that, and you take that into gambling. Like, that's why... I don't know now. That's why fantasy fantasy is what it is. No, I'm not saying it's simple, but people believe it is. Like, to me, football is a lot like politics, where people think it's really simple, so everyone has opinions on it and how to make it better, but they don't actually know what goes into it. Football is the same thing. Like, the average person has no idea what a guard or tackle or a middle inside linebacker, a linebacker is supposed to do on a play. 
but in the in the overview of the the entire thing, they believe they know what football is. So that's mm-hmm. why I think, and I think that translates well into gambling because people pay so much attention to every single game because there's money on something. Whether it's fantasy mm-hmm. for you to for you to try to figure out why you're watching, I don't know, the third string receiver for the Titans. Just you're watching a game just to see if he could get a catch. You know what yeah. I mean? You're watching to see. I, I still believe this is why the Red Zone channel exists because people need to see scores more than anything mm-hmm. else to the game. They need to see touchdowns. Gambling now is it's mainstream. Before it was kind of whispered in the shadows, but if you watch any major studio, watch ESPN pregame, watch CBS pregame. They all have the lines right there. Like this is no longer this is no longer talked about in hushed tones. So with all of that. I just don't think I don't think basketball is at that point where it 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 has a cross section cultural impact in America like football does because mm-hmm. you know what the makeup of basketball is and it's still seen as the hip hop sport the urban sport that's what it's and always going to be. Let's be honest, right? Because we could know who four or five starters for the Thunder is, but for the Pelicans and for these other teams, no one's really gonna like be paying close attention to those teams the way I'm saying like someone would pay attention to a bad football team, like a bad Texans team. Right. They would still know they still have a following. It's still a big day. And um, my, my next thing that I was going to talk about is because this also was on Sunday when the Warriors were playing the Hornets and then the Chiefs and the Raiders game was on. And I, I had a feeling Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is going to be back at it again. Doing yes. This thing. But then also Succession was coming on. So I was thinking like, I dog, like Warriors Hornets, you were going to get like, you're going to get a second screen and then me checking the box score to see what was happening. But Succession won though, right? Succession won. Okay. All right. Yeah. Succession definitely won. No, I was, listen, I was on every site refreshing until I could get Succession up to be like, okay, finally I get it up now I can watch it. And the thing that I like box score watching the Warriors Hornets game, I was like, holy shit, nine for nine for thirty nine from the Warriors. They shot like shit. Steph was three for thirteen, and alright, that's why they lose. But then I also score saw Andrew Wiggins twelve for 19, 28 points, six rebounds. Yeah. That's the, that's a great box score game, yeah. and it makes you think yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is an all star. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but I get what you're saying. Like, no, people, no, 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 I do not believe that. <laughs> I know, I know. People are, people are starting to place him in a different perspective. But when you said just yeah. that just now, it made, think of, it made me think of another reason why football is king, because you could get it at any point in the day. Like, I think about the fact yeah. that, think about how much Kaizen loves baseball, right? But he can never watch a World Series game live because they choose to start him at midnight for some reason. <laughs> Like, right, like, right. But you could you could get a football game in one in the afternoon. The that, same thing. Basketball yes. games don't start. Basketball games don't start until seven. Or, or so on you, the rare occasion where it's on at three in the afternoon. But football, you getting that all throughout the day from one o'clock until you go to bed at night. You have football. So that's all day to be gambling, all day to be scoreboard watching, all of that to have parties centered around it. It's an event. Okay, that's some, an amazing point. Because you know how we feel today. When when it is be like, um, 
MLK Day or, or um, the President's day when they State. the day when they bring on every basketball game. It's yes, it's, it's and it's always game. Atlanta. That's how they Atlanta always. <laughs> That's how they it's always Atlanta playing first, and you just thinking like, man, I wish I was off from work that day so I could watch midday NBA basketball on a weekday. Because we that don't get sounds it. just amazing. Because we don't get it. Because they don't take a a weekend day. And that is one of the biggest appeals. And I always argued. That is why March Madness really took off, especially on that uh, the first two rounds, is because you're getting that yeah. during the day. You're getting yes. you're getting to gamble on these games at noon. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? That's a completely different thing than waiting until prime time. So that's just one of the reasons why so, football is will always be untouchable. So uh, another casual resource, other than um, the box score, which is very useful for the for the casual when we're watching football or watching Succession or something else. YouTube highlights. Yeah, yeah The YouTube yeah, yeah. highlight from the NBA page, because the NBA was one of the early sports, unlike baseball, who decided, um, all right, man, we're, we're going to put a lot of this content online and the fans are going to be able to pull this up. Baseball is still behind in that. But what is your favorite part or like what's the combination of teams you see when you open up YouTube and you see two people's faces next to each other? You click, you'd be like, I'm clicking this one because I need this 10 minute injection. For me, it's always the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's... If a Laker game is on, I'm going to watch those highlights. That's what it is. Like they, unquestionably, they are the lightning rod in the NBA because, and you really got to see that during the the Bucks Lakers game, right? Because nobody is even thinking about the fact that the Bucks are under 500. Like nobody cares. But yeah. every mm-hmm. night of a Laker game, now <laughs> this is kind of is is kind of fading away as more people get used to Russell Westbrook being Russell Westbrook. But yeah. before, like a week ago, every time they lost, it was an event. <laughs> Every time yeah. something Laker related yeah. happened, it was an event. I feel that's starting to wane as more and more people get frustrated with Westbrook. You know, you know what's good? I felt the narrative switching in like real time to, um, wow, uh, this AD, AD, maybe this could be your MVP campaign. And then AD had the stomach bug. And then he came out in the second half and he ended up winning that game. And Westbrook continued to Westbrook. And then it, it, it's now the Laker narrative is now, you can't judge them if LeBron ain't there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the guy who y'all was saying was only supposed to play 60 games. Now we can't judge him at all until he's on the court. Which is, listen, that is completely reasonable and rational take. Yes. But I'm saying, when you on your YouTube highlight casual binge trying to catch up on the games, that does not work. Because you see the most famous one, for instance, now, Russell Westbrook. You know, we've all played basketball before, you know. At various levels. When Russell Westbrook loses his dribble and it was on the ground and he was trying to get the ball back up and he couldn't do it versus the box and he ended up taking that fade away. Did, did you not think, hey, how come he couldn't do that? Like why he couldn't figure out how to get the ball to dribble again? No. My first thought was why the hell did you shoot that? Like that was my first thought. Because no. No, <laughs> it's such okay, a horrible okay. shot. But then, and then so I was bad. like... That that one play, I, I forgot to send it to the group and just put the laughing emojis, right? Because that one play just encapsulates the entire Russell Westbrook experience right there. Like, you have yeah. no reason to shoot that ball. Absolutely nope. none. But why not? Mm-hmm. This whole thing is why not. They're never going to change him. <laughs> if this, this man's mantra, his basic motto in life is why not. How are you going to convince him to change his mind on shot selection? Because you know what he's yeah. going to say? Why not? Why not? And uh, 
So other than Westbrook, who I feel should have his own dedicated highlight page. Didi? For every, everything he does. Westbrook. Oh. <laughs> Didi. <laughs> I thought you meant Didi probably, Westbrook. No, but Didi should probably have her own highlight page too. Uh. But um, <laughs> if you've been listening to 10th year seniors, you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. get that please, reference. Please tell but, us you get the joke. We're not going to explain the joke, but go ahead. No, but then also um, other uh, box scores that I watch. All the rookies, the Hornets, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Hornets or the Bulls have um, a highlight page up and it's not against like the Drax of the League, I'm going to watch it just because I need to see what the Ball brothers are doing. Yeah. Um, who, who else I'm, I'm trying to for, think? Uh, for me, well, while you think of some, for me, obviously, I go I go Phoenix, I go Sacramento. I, yeah. I don't go Charlotte as much anymore because I used to be checking to see if Kai Jones is going to play. He's not. So, Angular. so I don't check Angular. that one as much anymore. When Aiton was out, I stopped paying attention to Phoenix. Yeah, no, I stopped. No, no, no. I wasn't I, checking it. Well, no, I was. I was checking out of spite because I wanted to see what was going on. Oh, you wanted them to fail. So you was box score watching. Check, also check JaVale McGee. Like, JaVale that's McGee what stats. I was doing. So, and then they went on this winning streak, and she's just like, "Wow." Which okay. is still, which is still going on, but they obviously got on. better with Aiton in there because both games since he came back was double doubles. Obviously, hey. because that's that's what he is, but. Um, outside of, outside of the obvious ones, the Lakers are for me. But obviously, the first thing I do is I go and check Malik Monk because when we get to the agenda part, that'll be uh, when we get to the agenda part. I basically all right. So here's the thing. This is not no. no I also check the Timberwolves because you made fun of me for saying that the Timberwolves are gonna wanna make some noise teams this year. So I don't want listen to me. That's never going anywhere. Every night a Timberwolves game. That's in the back of my mind. <laughs> you making Anthony Edwards my favorite player in the league? No, Anthony Edwards is great, but that is not why they was making noise. You, they was making noise for you because of Carl Anthony Towns. No, who the Timberwolves it's the desperately need to trade. It's the whole thing, but not for Aiton though. It's the I whole can't thing. wait till it's, they trade Cat. It's 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 Cat and and D'Angelo Russell. That's what I was saying. And they also have D'Angelo Jared, Russell. And they also have Jared Vanderbilt. So it's two Kentucky players. Okay. So basically, all, all, now. all my box score watching is I, I make the rounds to see what Kentucky alumni are doing. That's my box score watching, basically. All right, so this is the section every week where we can update y'all on our casual view and experience of the NBA. But Nala actually provided a really great segue to our next section, which is pushing agendas. And yeah. now you get to go first with the first agenda you want to discuss. <laughs> and I know that's Malik Monk. Okay. <laughs> so go. so somehow, somehow on a team that has Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. and even Four of the NBA 75, by the way. Yes. Four Dwight Howard is on there. Carmelo Anthony is on this team. Yeah. That is not the reason we argue the most about the Lakers. The reason yeah. we argue the most about the Lakers is because I have a firm belief. Because you're a crazy person. No, because you're a crazy person. No. I didn't even... Go, go ahead, go ahead. I have a firm belief that Malik Monk, and not just him, not just him, you know, what I thought was that they needed playmakers and shot makers on the floor rather than people that were just going to move their feet and do really crisp bounce passes. And just shy away from the moment. I thought you need people that, that are going to go to war with you. And I thought what they were missing was an irrational confidence guy outside of the big names. Because those players always have to hit big shots. We always see it happen. And I thought yeah. he was that guy. THT wasn't, <laughs> THT wasn't there. And I would get upset every night that Austin Reeves 
and and Avery Bradley and basically anybody else was getting more minutes than Malik Monk because you're sitting down a shot maker and playmaker. Put him on the floor. And when they do, you always see Malik Monk highlight. Do you not? So... So, ladies and gentlemen, this is why the push an agenda section is great. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you how you push an agenda, for instance. Malik Monk yeah. will have a great game, and then Nal will instantly sh- uh, tell us what Malik Monk's box score is. And 27 then get on the and be Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he will do this, right? Malik Monk will play the exact same amount of minutes. I watched this happen this week, and I, and I said to myself, I want to see if Nal is going to bring this up. Malik Monk played... <laughs> 30 minutes, went one for three, hold on, and no, they lost and had three. three points. It's not one for three. It was one for three, and I saw it, and it I, said, I said I said, to myself, I was like, okay, will he bring this up in the group today? Wait, Why? and this is about well, pushing it, agendas. It, it, this is, and this this is, is a typical no, Bohemian fine thing. You know, no, because you know I'm saying say? this Why is what pushing agenda is. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what pushing agenda is. To push okay. an agenda, you have to kind of ignore those things that happen because then you won't be able to say it. And this is great in real time, ladies and gentlemen, as we're watching this because now is now looking at the box score. I know he didn't go one for three because you know how I know? Because I checked it later that night at like four in the morning. I tell you, this so, is the number one thing I look for. So, and this is why agendas make you an insane person, an insane basketball fan. I'm starting to sweat now because my whole point with Malik Monk was that Frank Bogle was trying stuff because Frank Bogle has 12 players and all of them believe that they should be playing. And because of that, he was trying stuff. And because he's a defensive coach, he relied on guys more. I was more excited about the Malik Monk signing then, well, not more than Nal, of course. No. But I was very excited because I believe that's the kind of person who can win you a random playoff game. Yes. And when he played against the Heat, he did it. And okay. now, because this is what happens to a crazy Kentucky person, right. he took umbrage at the fact that Frank Vogel wasn't immediately with him. I was like, dog, it is October. No, Why no, no, I can't? no, tell the whole no. truth. Tell the whole yes, truth. I was, I, was, saying, uh, I was saying there's no way 30 minutes of Kent Bazemore should be the reason he's sitting. And right. now, and Kent uh, Bazemore, who is shooting 18% in the month of October, yes. I mean, sorry, in the month of November, and now gets no more playing time. I was right about Wait, that. Listen to what I'm saying. I am saying is because, and they say this about rookies too, right? The way you play yourself onto the court is you play defense. And if you play defense Bro, at all Malik Monk, no, 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 no. See, see, look at that. All you, and this is why it's a casual podcast. Every rookie knows this. Hey, you know the way I use win playing time? You play defense and the coaches put you in. And then all of your offensive talents can or, flourish. Or and the Lakers. Fuck it, bro. Or the Lakers to be their best version of themselves. If they good defensively, they could win the championship. No, what Nile wants is for them to shoot forty percent and get knocked out in the like, second round. That's, that's how you don't. That's how I know you don't want the Lakers to win. That's a, that's a knowledge. No, I, mean, I, I could take it. I could take it or leave it. But okay, I okay. Here's here's what happened, right? And this is the most casual moment. This is the most casual moment I think there could be. I completely forgot this Bulls game ever happened. I don't know if I just erased it from my memory or I just missed that. But I remember, I just remember Sunday watching the Spurs and then the Bucks game happened. So I don't know. I didn't even know about this one for five. So, oh, it was worse than one for three. I stopped yeah, checking. Yeah, it's, it's one for five. I didn't know about that. I was thinking you was talking about the, the Bucks game where I know he scored 11. And I know he was one. He was one for something from three. I thought you were referencing that. 
He didn't have a so great let me. This is a this is a great segue into my pushing agenda item, and that is of course right. Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo Ball, said, you of course know me and Kale argue about yes. Lonzo Ball and what Lonzo Ball could be in the NBA. Every time Lonzo Ball has a great game, I do the same thing. I check that in my brain, and that is why I was watching that Laker game, and then I stopped watching it to box score it to be like what Lonzo doing. Lonzo got them in hell right now. Lonzo's hitting every three pointer on the planet. Oh, I do, I do, I do remember that game because it's it's it was one of the things that had people talking about this stupid young core argument again because Lonzo scored twenty seven, and then that was the Caruso tribute game. So yes, I do yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, that, 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 the young core thing is dumb as hell. But yeah, Lonzo, yeah, yeah. though, <laughs> Lonzo is all I care about, and Lonzo's ability. And you know, like you're deep into pushing your agenda when you make a list of guards in the Eastern Conference and be like, all right, with these stats, how we could get to the. How you could possibly get um, in contention to make an all-star team. So what I would need is for Lonzo to be like in contention of like four or five guards, for the Bulls to have the best record, and then for someone to say no, like I'd rather rest, and then possibly Lonzo could get to the all-star game. Hmm. And then my agenda will flourish from that point. Um, of course, you have to give DeRozan some credit for the Bulls, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But Lonzo, <laughs> I don't know though, if you could blah, blah, yada, yada. I know, I know you can. I know you can. But this is my agenda. Right. Okay, was, give me a, your next agenda item that uh, you need to push. My next, so well, I, I did, I kind of foreshadowed it a bit when I talked about the Timberwolves, but because that's one of the teams that I box score check a lot i'm i feel very emotionally invested in the minnesota timberwolves because you laughed at me and i see how these things stick with people i still i still laugh at i know and you are going to laugh the whole season and that's fine but i and the thing about it is i hedged i hedged that so poorly because i didn't even say they were going to be good but yet Mm. still you was just yeah balking at the notion that they could be anything even noteworthy and i'm like what the hell I just They're check. like a year away from making noise. <laughs> I want to check. Minnesota is currently twelve. In the yes. Yeah, but the, no, no, no. But a lot of a lot of those losses, like they was there though. They were there. They 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 they're not like the Rockets. You know what I mean? Like who have no chance. Okay, four, I will give you that. And they are not like the Rockets. They're they are four and four, seven. They, they are four games up. better. Okay, you need to refresh because they ain't four and seven. They five and nine. <laughs> See, this is what happens to casuals. <laughs> They're looking at the wrong <laughs> Oh, man. That that's actually perfect. What though. the fuck? That, what the fuck? That's actually right. perfect. Okay. And authentic. So, um, tell me about your agenda watching. What do you believe is going to happen to Minnesota the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be Anthony Edwards not being called for carries that you think is going to propel them to the 10th uh, seed in the Western Conference? I hate people that do that, baby. Like, uh, like, just let the move be the move. Like, shut the yeah. No, like th- that. That being a thing that people were sharing a lot, I was like, really, just sh- shut the hell up and just enjoy basketball. Like, it, it's, t- you know, what my reaction was, it's two points. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? They miss calls all the time. They miss foul calls. They miss um, out of bounds plays and then awarded to the wrong team sometimes unless so, uh, it unless you are a king's fan because he did that move against uh he did that move against the kings right it's the kings yeah yeah unless you are a king's fan and pff, even then because that ain't the reason that they lost the game but whatever i get yeah. i get the opposing team's fine just nitpicking at everything right but if you're not like who was that person that just has to go out of their way on social media to be 
a, a, a social media ref. Like, there's always hey. those people there to point that out for you. they always there for you. You know what this reminds me of when I was very upset by when the NBA decided they was going to, like, really focus in on calling that on Iverson yeah. and calling his hand movements? I thought that was the lamest thing ever. And David Stern deserve all those tattoos AI get and all the trouble he make just for that, just for him doing dumb shit like that. Because it's, it's like, like the oh, meme. too urban, too hip hop. Yeah, the meme that says what feels like racism but isn't. The yeah, NBA yes. rule yes. changes always feel like that. I'm not gonna lie. But everything they do. Well, well, not the foul one. Not the foul one. I would say that kind of feels like. Could it you too. imagine? That feels but like that feels like it because no, James not. Harden parties so much. No, it's not. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't say. But you know what? I would have loved if they allowed that um, the Iverson handle instead of enforcing a care rule. Imagine how great it would be if like Steph and Harden and Durant and Kobe and everyone got to do moves like that. Yeah. How unstoppable they would look on the court. That anyway, I feel like yes, call the fouls uh, or no, don't call the fouls, but let that like slip back in. Like you don't make an announcement, but you see it happen. Like have Anthony Edwards be like the the tip of the spear, and have him be the first person to be like, I could challenge it to see if y'all could actually call this carry and stuff now, and let it ro- let it work, let it rock. Oh, uh, another another one of my because I feel like the the agendas and box score watching they always they always mesh. they they they're married yes they, yeah they, like George they're Lucas says together. they rhyme a, a, a big uh, one of mine is Cade Cunningham deserved it now Cade Cunningham did not have great games when when he first got back on the court but he was also not healthy yep. he was also not healthy I think now like, more people if you didn't see him play and. As you know, I watch a lot of college basketball, so I saw him mm-hmm. that year at Oklahoma State, what he looked like being the guy who was responsible for everything. And I watched him the first few games in Detroit, and I thought, well, one, this team was horrible, and everyone exists just for Jeremy Grant to take as many shots as he wants to a game. And two, Cade Cunningham did not look completely healthy, which is, that's that's more tough for a rookie than anyone else, because you already have the built-in adjustment to the leagues you have to make. But if your body is not there, then... It makes it that and, much more uh, difficult. Especially as the number one pick, the pressure to get on the court. Like, yeah, like everyone's pressuring him kind of like, oh, you like you see what the rest of them doing. You have to like kind of get there. And I'm sure the organization doesn't do that explicitly, but it's like implicit just to be like, all right, Cade, like, what's up? Like, yeah, yeah. Where you at? He's, you see supposed to be, yeah. he's supposed to be the savior. Like, he, it's one pick difference between him and Jalen Green, but... Jalen Green is not playing with that same level of pressure because that pressure is aided by having a chip on his shoulder with him saying he should be number one. And also because you have other guys on that team that are going to take and make shots. You've got Christian Wood and and Kevin Porter there. Can I just say what I did love about Cade Cunningham is he called out Jalen Green's BS right away. And he's like, yeah, that's for the cameras. I don't understand him yelling at me after like the side dunk. He's trying to build a narrative because Jalen Green is like of the generation that knows about narratives and how quickly things can like play out. So he's building this narrative. Now, one of my agenda items is, of course, Evan Mobley, because this is my Mobley point. Yeah, we argued about it like before we actually started recording the podcast. But I'm going to save the Evan Mobley one for next week because I think the more timely one and my last agenda item it's the 17 Warriors, 2017 Warriors are the best team ever. And every basketball, every basketball game post them winning the championship has reinforced that from uh, their run in uh, the following year when KD and Clay got hurt 
and then still took two games off the Raptors, who were the eventual champs, to KD being, like, when he was fully healthy, came back, like, and was destroying people, and they would have went to the finals had they had Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Anna injured James Harden, and they probably, to my mind, still would have won the finals. That The Warrior team, um, you saw the drop-off when uh, Clay was gone, and then they have these new group of players that they have to like mold into their system and learn how to play the Warriors brand of basketball, which took like a very long time for a lot of them to get, but now they know how to play that, right? So there's always an argument between like the 96 Bulls, the 86 Celtics, and now I think this team. And we are of the mind that this brand of basketball is better. And this brand of player is bigger, faster, stronger, and more skilled. And the 2017 Warriors are the epitome of that. And every championship has kind of been decided by the level of health those guys are at. If they're healthy, someone from that like school is going to win. And because the season just started and is very long, we don't know how this one is going to play out in terms of health. But if the Warriors are healthy, then um, and even if they do win, it still shows like how great it was. Because they won't be as good as they were with Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, to me, is now unquestionably the best player in the league. And everyone is still trying to catch up to that. And he just uh, made. Sorry, that noise is me thinking unquestionably is a bit strong. But yeah, no, go so ahead. You, I don't you would say yeah, you would say Giannis. You would say Giannis, right? Yeah, there's always a question. There's always a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I would just I would just say like saying someone is number two is not an insult. Just no, that's that why that's why one. I wasn't striding yeah. about. Oh, no. How dare you? I'm just saying like there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. the question to be had. Yeah, and, and 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 I get that, and I think like, um, this version of the Warriors, and it, it's all the thing that I will always argue because I watch the '96 Bulls, and I think yeah. that there's a there's a gaff, man. Like they could say whatever they want, but we we watch that team in real time, and we also watch this Warriors team, and Scottie Pippen, God love you, because Scottie Pippen made a comment about him and Durant. Dog, you are not. <laughs> this is why I wish, I wish he they said, ranked the said, NBA seventy five. Yo, he was going down. He was going down matchup by matchup, saying how, how the Bulls would win each one, right? And then it got to him and KD, and he said, could go either way. And, like, no, the fuck, it can't. What are you talking about? No, it about? can't. It will not go either way. <laughs> I, but I, I, I think a lot a lot of it is, and as time, as time goes on, what's going to happen is not necessarily the memory of the 96 Bulls that's not going to fade away because they have Michael Jordan on the team and he will for always be a deity in basketball, right? But how good they were, people's concept of that is going to change as time passes on and the Warriors are going to rise more to the forefront just based solely on the fact of how history is going to be kind to Steph and KD and where they're going to rank Steph and KD. So when you think of those two together, like forget Clay and Drake and everyone else, right? Just the fact that those two are on the same team is going to be looked at mm-hmm. as better than Jordan and Pippen on the same team because both of those guys are in a conversation that Scottie Pippen is Pippen not. Pippen ain't in. Yeah, he's not <laughs> in, in that, that conversation. conversation though. So when your number two guy is top 10 all time, like the Warriors are going to have when this is all said and done, people are going to look at those teams differently. It's like how you mentioned the 86 Celtics in there, right? Well, unless you're like a real old school basketball knowledgeable person 
a lot of people ain't putting 86 Celtics in that conversation anymore like how they used to 20, 30 years ago. Take it even mm-hmm. further back. When people were having the conversation about the best team in the 90s, they included that Wilt Jerry West Lakers team that had the consecutive game streak. Well, now no one talks about mm-hmm. that team anymore as that's one of the best true. ever. Yeah. So as time passes on, a lot of those, and I think that's one of the things that Pippen is struggling with when it comes to the last dance and him doing this takedown campaign to Jordan because as time passes on, Pippen is going to be remembered less and less and less and the narrative is just going to be Jordan was carrying this whole thing by himself. So I think I, it's it's also like constructive that it's Scottie Pippen coming to terms with his own mortality. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of it is coming from to be like, how will I be remembered? Because you see how other people are, are remembered or how they are talked about or are they asked to appear on sports talk shows to talk about something? Because Pippa could watch all these shows and see people who are like an eighth as good as him, but they on ESPN all the time giving their opinions. And what is the worth of their opinions? And the the other part of the uh, agenda for the 2017 Warriors, I think, is the LeBron factor. And by the LeBron factor, I mean for people who push the LeBron agenda of him being the best, they then also have to acknowledge that he was defeated by this team. Now, what other yeah. way, what other better way to push a LeBron agenda than to say, yeah, he fell, but he fell to the best team ever. And right. that is also part of the cycle. And if you are also, um, like, say you're a Michael Jordan fan and you're pushing the Jordan is the best player agenda, right? You then tend to laud his competition and say that his competition was greater. There isn't nothing as a result, close to this. <laughs> exactly. Close. So that is why, like, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, LeBron winning a championship, even the fourth one with the Lakers, you know why this also helps the 2017 Warriors agenda? If he wasn't around. If he was together, yeah. if he was healthy, if he was around, who knows what would have happened. Not like, just that. That's why I say, like, every subsequent championship, even after that, is about KD's decision and Clay's health. Not just that, but the 3-1, the 3-1 uh, championship that he <clears> won with the Cavs, the fact that that came against this Warriors, even though it's not... It wasn't yeah. the Warriors at full strength that we think of with the 2017 team. Still, that all exists yes. in the same universe, right? So the fact that he universe. has that championship against them somehow means more. Because like, and LeBron like we talked said, about, the Jordan competition is different. Uh, what did LeBron say in he his said, shot that talk? Made I believe the greatest. that made me the best. I feel like that one made me the best ever. I think my boys be drunk in that, but still, I could ride with that. Um, yeah, why not? So. I mean, we are short for time for, th- for this podcast, so I just want to jump to our last segment, right? And this is basketball player versus hooper. So if you were on Twitter during the pandemic, there became an argument. I forget the guy who first authored it. I will have it, his name and be able to explain this further in the next part. This is the first one, so bear with us. But he drew a line between what was considered a basketball player, a player who could play within the system, who succeeded in that system, who was very good at the sport, uh, but who is not necessarily a natural. And that's what the, the dichotomy awesome be, uh, became. Like, right. So someone who is like very good at basketball, he would, he would say someone like, for instance, Tim Duncan is a basketball player. And that's who's held up as, as, a, as the epitome of a basketball player. Mr. Fundamentals, does everything right on the court, knows all the plays, yada, yada, yada. Still great, still a Hall of Famer. And then he described a hooper. And a hooper was someone who was naturally gifted, Sometimes they did not necessarily have to be um, the best at the sport. Because so, for instance, uh, Jamal Crawford is a hooper, and Kyrie oh, yeah. Irving is a hooper. So, so that's the definition of 
what a hooper is. And I'm going to enjoy I wanted to change the entire podcast of basketball player versus hooper because it's such a fun exercise because it, it makes no fucking sense but it makes perfect sense yeah like, no this it is this is the this is the seinfeld of uh millennial basketball arguments yes yes and like when the when the guy remember he tweeted out a list of all of the players who he thought was were basketball players and all of the were uh remains who like steadfast in a system succeeded in the system and all of the players who were hoopers who could be natural could go on any court and succeed anywhere could go to, to to any any run get run give people buckets for instance kd is a hooper and it's it's a little bit of eye test and also knowledge of basketball and it allowed people to have just the dumbest argument for 24 hours it was the most fun i had on twitter in a while because i think that's what twitter should really be used for not political arguments but dumb shit like this and it was yeah. perfect. It's when so, it's at its best, actually. Yeah. So it's to that, that because the jokes was, to the jokes were flying. So the the jokes then became you could uh, put this argument to anything basketball player versus Hooper. So they did this with Game of Thrones, and they said like, for instance, Rob Stark, basketball player. Yeah. John Literally. Hooper. Mm-hmm. Daenerys Targaryen Hooper. Yeah. You know, um, Varys, basketball player. I would say. Um, Arya. Littlefinger, basketball player. Aria Hooper. Aria's a Hooper. Not even close. Hooper. So, so now that I've explained this to you, we decided to do this with Dune, which we both watch. I enjoy Dune much more than Nal enjoyed Dune. Nal does not know the name of any Dune character. I messed so what you I would throughout the whole movie. You, yes. And then, would you, what did you keep saying? What was your dumb thing? Quiz the Sadarak or something? You keep saying uh, the wrong I gotta, thing. Uh, I got to go back in the convo and look. Come on. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you later. That's like this dumbass is not giving Dune the uh, the proper respect it should. Listen, I know what you wanted to hear. I know what you wanted to hear. You wanted to hear this is great cinema, and you wanted you wanted to talk. I didn't even want that. I just wanted you to be blown away by what Dune was, and then you. That is not the kind of movie that's gonna blow me away. You wanted me to go film noir. That's what you wanted. Uh, Why do you keep saying film noir? That's not a thing. That's you not, were not gonna I mean, get it is that a thing, me. but it's not. That movie did not do it for me. I mean, it was, it was all right, you know. I'm not, I'm not killing it. I'm just, I'm just saying that that wasn't my bag. Now, harder they fall, much more my bag. That's what I'm saying. Tango and cash. So I asked Nile if he wanted to do a basketball player versus Hooper with harder they fall, and he said no. But I think we could do harder they fall right now instead of Dune. I'd rather do Dune with someone who enjoyed it. We're doing how do they fall? We're doing how do they fall right now? How do they fall? Cast. Let's go. Fine. Whatever. Let's go. Full cast and crew. So you know you could have just reminded me of the you could you could just we agreed that we were gonna do Dune, but you were just gonna use the real people's names because that is what I remember. Like if you tell me Batista from Dune, that I remember. I remember Oscar Isaac in Dune. I don't know what his name was. Okay, I doing for next week. Doing yeah. for next week, but this week let's do how do they fall. Okay, All right. fine. So, explain how do they fall to okay, people because so, you can watch it on Netflix right now. Yeah, I mean, am I am I allowed to do spoilers? They should. Well, yeah, basi- basically, course. basically, how do they fall is a western that tells, and it's so fitting that because I think we've had this conversation many times that a lot of black history and black mythology has never been made as something celebrated in pop culture like we we know Mm -hmm. so much about greek mythology we know so much about 
any type of European history, because in pop culture, that has been lauded as something that you should aspire to reach. But you you rarely hear black stories told that way. So what what Heart of They Fall did was they took several characters, several black characters from the Old West, and basically created the classic, I don't know what you want to call it, is it? shoot 'em up showdown type type like of movie. a spaghetti western yeah kind of that movie. all yeah. that all westerns end in where you have one posse going against the other posse they ride into town mm-hmm. and only one leaves that's basically what happens here there's always it's always a story about vengeance there's always a story about love always a story about companionship so you got all that thrown into the mix of the old west with these characters who didn't have anything to do with each other in real life but were brought together for this story Okay. And plus, this, and plus they play uh, they play a lot of reggae tunes in there. Great, I enjoyed that the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every yeah. time. You know, like you wanted to be like, hey, you know what? That's me watching this movie. You know what that song is? You want to know about this shit? Of course, I know. <laughs> of course, I know. <laughs> I but this is what happens when the uh, the Caribbean diaspora in a place like England gets to make these kind of decisions and has this yeah. kind of creative clout. Because then you start to see our influence in there. Yes. So, so let's get started now uh, with the characters. You get to go first. You get to pick who you want to. Oh, I gotta take. I gotta take the lead. Uh, I gotta take the lead with my boy Majors, who I, he is the guy right now. Michael B. Jordan better do something. I don't know. I, I think he's taking the mantle. Michael B. Jordan better do something quick. But he's the guy right I now. I think that's why Michael B. Jordan lock up Shorty because he's like I. I yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. 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 But but uh, not love basketball player i think basketball he's a basketball player i think not love is a basketball Whoa. player yeah See, i knew that one was going to be a shock i knew that one is going to be a hot take i i think i think that's that loves crazy team. why why is uh-huh. that crazy though that's crazy to me keep going keep going listen i actually as much as it looked like organized chaos i think that love is the most structured person in the group the pl- the plans every plan was centered around his wherewithal to think two steps ahead of the competition it was very organized and very structured now when he had when his hoopers were anyway and we'll get more down into the list because that's gonna be my next pick i just want to say it next one go go right into it jim beckworth hooper yeah he's clearly a hooper he's clearly he's clearly a hooper he's clearly a hooper rj rj was stealing the movie the whole time you know, it's something, and Florida people have this. Like Hoopers you just watch them on screen. Basketball players do, and the Hoopers do win championships because don't get us getting into that list. But I saw RJ and the way he was carrying himself, the way he's talking on screen. I was like, that nigga from Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like that nigga's clearly from Florida. There's something about it, and he was like, he was brash in the movie, and they wanted him to. Even the way that he died, he was all about style and flash. That's classic Hooper kind of shit. But still get the job done. I think if if uh, we're gonna get to another hoop, or the other hoop who I think he went against, if he had let him oh. like do like a real draw, I think Jim was gonna win. Yeah, like, uh, but but I th- I think a part of that a part of that was just <laughs> them explaining it to you that it it was to me it was poking fun at all of the old westerns at the same time, yes. saying nobody actually was yeah. gonna do this shit in real life. <laughs> like, no, I guess fuck it, we're criminals. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that matters is the result. Like nobody cares about the exactly. path. Exactly. Get out of here with that. Exactly. 
Alright, so go now it's your turn again. So oh, please go. Let's Bass see. Reeves, clearly a basketball player. Clearly a basketball player, Bass Reeves. Easy. Um funny enough, Bass Reeves from Watchmen, I would have went Hooper. May, I was about Reeves to say young context, Bass Reeves. Young Bass, young Bass Reeves, Reeves Hooper. Yes, you know what he is? Hooper. He's Vince Carter. Yeah, yeah. Cause you understand, like, hey, maybe if I just go and learn how to shoot this three pointer and become a knockdown three point shooter from the corners. I can extend my career. And the same way in this movie, Bastry says, I mean, I think I need Nat. I think I need Nat in order to get this get this shit together in order yeah. for me to get Rufus Buck. Rufus Buck now, head of an organization. Ooh. This is a hard one. Yeah. This is a difficult tough. one, I would have to say. Um, Are you going or you want me to guess this one? I think Rufus Buck is a basketball player. Basketball player, yes. Yeah. I was going to say basketball player because I we know the Hoopers on his team. Rufus Buck is a basketball player. Yeah. The way he even carried himself basketball player-wise, um, he just he just had the, like, you know, that kind of authority. You know what it is? The basketball player who is, usually they would uh, describe white college players as this. Yes. Like, All those intangibles. Yes. Like, intangibles leadership qualities scrappy like the team follows him to the ends of the earth in his direction he knows strategy he is he is that like prototypical at you know what i don't want to uh, confuse sports analogies so i won't say this one but he, he's like a point guard the point guard who knows how to like bring the ball up court set everyone up like mark jackson like mark yeah. jackson leading the knicks out of paces team like that's what rufus buck kind of was to me because he had uh, Trudy, treacherous Trudy, who is obviously in yeah. Hooper. Obviously, obviously a Hooper. Hooper. Obviously no question. a Hooper. Like, there's not even a question. Like, the run Regina King is on is just amazing. I, I can't say it enough. I saw um, Netflix put up a billboard that say Regina King. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole billboard they put up. Was like, I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's that all you sense. need, though, right? If she's, if she's yeah. attached to anything, you go running over to it just to see. Like, there's, yeah. there's no question. And in the movie, the accent she was doing, the way she just like completely made up by Rufus her. Buck. By the way, she didn't reference yeah. that anywhere. It was completely made up by her. It was almost like she said, "Hey, I want to do a Creole accent, but not really. I yeah. tried that hard. That's what it was. <laughs> everyone, she, she was like, this was the best way for her to kind of depict that she is a woman that spent time in Louisiana, but also spent time everywhere. And this was a point in, in America where you know." things were in flux so you go out to the west you mm -hmm. would have 14 15 different accents and that's completely different from what it was in louisiana so she was supposed to sound as confusing as she did mm. that's what it See? was regina king hey way to put on your cape dog cherokee <laughs> next cherokee one bill cherokee bill hooper hooper cherokee bill is a hooper like under we all know who the stars of the movie were but if you yeah. had to go with one person to lead the supporting cast it's lakeith like every monologue, and they knew that. That's why they gave him so many monologues. Like he was third in command. Dog. He was third in command in his crew, but every time he was on the screen, his presence jumped out at you. Lakeith, you gotta play more villains. Like yeah. not no anti-heroes. Like don't do Judas and the Black Messiah kind of villain. Go straight villainy. I feel yeah. like him as a villain fucking works. It's such a hooper vibe. Like the same way. Like you're a gunslinger, so you doing it. You about the game in that way, and you're. Your take on it could be like all this other shit, this chivalrous, like respectfully dueling shit. That means nothing to me. 
Because yeah. the end of the day, the result is the only thing that matters. And I will get a hoop by any means necessary. Yeah. All right. Who do you get next? I, do, do one more. Because I know we could keep going, but that could be the whole podcast. Do one more, and then we can take us out. Uh, one more, one more, one more, one more. Cathay. Cathay, basketball player or hooper? Cathay Williams. Uh, I'm gonna, my... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Hooper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her, yeah. I'm gonna give her Hooper just because. I would have said Hooper. Yeah, for her to cross gender barriers, like you have to be someone completely different. She's, yes. she, she's always playing against outsized competition. She can win road but games, get, but still getting buckets. You know when you could play on like outside concrete courts, like that kind of shit. You playing on tar, you playing on pavement. She's that kind of like people. everyone in the Bahamas. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that? Because I mean, but, um, no, I'm just saying we all hoopers. All right, and then like just quickly, stagecoach Mary. I would say basketball player. Yeah. Uh, just because it's Ozzy Beats. Yeah. Um, Boy, she's actually, a girlfriend. Uh, she's a girlfriend. She's a girlfriend. Bill Pickett, obviously a basketball player yeah, as well. Um, because his skill set is so specific. He's like a basketball player who's just a shooter. Monroe Grimes, you who's played by Damon Wayne Jr. Work. Fucking Hooper. That is a Hooper. <laughs> that is a Hooper. If I know. You know, we all know them niggas. That is a great, Hooper. That great is name, a... too. Great name, too. <laughs> yeah. Grimes. Oh, Dion, Dion Cole's character with the goals. He's a Hooper. He's a oh Hooper. 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 Yes, yes. Hooper as well. He's oh, Draymond man. Green. Willie Esco. That's his name. Willie Esco. Yes. <laughs> Willie Esco. Good Hooper. All right. That's it. That's it. I think uh, we are done. This has been the first episode of the Casuals. We will be, you know, repeating this again. Probably add one or two more sections to it. Um, keep following basketball as Casuals. Do box scores, has highlights, reading people's tweets, listening to podcasts, not actually watching the games. And yeah. also come with your Hooper versus basketball player knowledge and the agendas you want to push. Yep. Yep. You are watching a master at work.